Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Astro Energy Astrology Show on Blog Talk Radio with me, astrologer Shelley Overton. Each week we go over the planetary positions, discuss astrology, and take callers' questions. If you would like to call in and get a reading, you can call 347-994-3365. Call in early as the lines fill up. This week's show today is June 3rd, actually June 4th. <laughs> Time flies. 2013. Yeah, see, I don't even know what year I'm in. 2019. <laughs> anyway, you're listening to the Astro Energy Show here on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Shelly Overton. I'm an astrologer in Orlando, Florida. And it is 84 degrees, and it feels like 94 degrees out today. So I hope it's temperate and comfortable wherever you are. I am still battling computer issues. Um, I think I mentioned before that I have a stellium of Virgo planets, which means there are a cluster of Virgo planets in my chart. And so all these planets going into Gemini are directly squaring all of my Virgo. And that means Uranus, which rules technology, and uh, Mercury, which also rules technology and computers, on a small scale. So if you wonder what the difference is, the difference is Mercury rules phones and technology and, you know, personal use. It rules your hardware. Um, It can rule software, but basically it's the smaller things, whereas Uranus rules mass connections, the internet, it rules storms, it rules uh, lightning storms and hail storms, which we've been having this week. And so it's a broader scale. Uranus, let's just look over here, I believe is about to go, no, Uranus actually just turned direct earlier, a couple months ago, so it's not actually going retrograde until the fall, and tell you when that is, September, oh no, I take it back, August, mid-August, so I was looking, I was scrolling down my ephemeris, and I saw the little R at the top of September, it actually is um, the 11th of August, and the very same day, Uh, Jupiter goes direct. So Uranus goes retrograde and Jupiter goes direct. It's going to be a very significant day. Mark it in your calendars because these are two very big bodies in the heavens. So um, I was actually just looking at that very aspect and that very day to do an electional chart yesterday for a friend. And so it's going to be kind of like the planets flip-flop in the very same day. And that means that one that was appearing to be more like Saturn, which is Jupiter, it will go forward and loosen up some of those frustrations that we've had. And um, I don't know about you, but I've been really feeling the frustration. Um, I've been working on my computer issues for the last week. And no matter what I do, I run into a brick wall. So I'm still battling it out. But 
Anyway, and then uh, Uranus, which is going direct right now and has finally settled in a bit to the Taurus energy. Uh, you know, he's been in Taurus since, oh, I think March. But, again, I have to look that up. Let's just double check. Yeah, March 6th-ish. And so he's had a few months to really get his earth legs because he was in Aries. And that's a fire energy. So he was very much about the male energy. And now he's getting used to being the feminine energy. But as he goes retrograde coming up in August, he's going to um, change his direction. And honestly, um, I haven't paid as close attention to the energy of Uranus retrograde. And I know that sounds weird. I've studied it for over 35 years, actually 42 technically, And a lot of what I get from astrology is intuitive, but it's also wherever my interest flows. And the Uranus retrograde energy, it goes back, like every planet retrograde does go back to the way it was or wants to seek out how things have been recently. And in the case of Uranus retrograde, he will not retrograde back into Aries. So he is not going to immerse himself in that male energy that we just finished up um, this kind of eccentric untethered male energy he gets back to early degrees of Taurus so it's not going to be the same kind of like energy when he retrogrades but the retrograde does usually mean in all the planets you can overlay it that we're going back towards how we have been or something we have just been through and so um, being that it's in Taurus it will be the energy of women femininity um, eccentricity around expressing your feminine side alternative lifestyles around feminism um, Uranus rules the alternate alternative lifestyle LGBTQ plus whatever LGBT and so um, it can have some repercussions for that It also means that what has gone on with a lot of um, pulling back of the LGBT agenda politically will be reviewed over that time and we'll have to adjust again and figure out if it's going to move forward, if we're going back towards the past. Yes, it kind of represents going back towards the past, but it will go forward again and move to you know, the later degrees. So we are going to be going forward in this Taurian energy. Uranus will make headway going forward. So it's just more of this adjustment period of the shift between Aries and Taurus with Uranus. But like I said, Jupiter acts more like a Saturn energy when it retrogrades. I can't per se tell you Uranus acts like another planet. Um, we'll just have to watch and see kind of the feeling of that. And if there's another astrologer out there who says, yeah, it feels more like this energy, let me know. But um, definitely Jupiter, which is expansive and transitional and wants to transform, going backwards does pull back in. And Neptune also, as an example, Neptune moving forward is very, Uh, dreamy and visionary and when Neptune retrogrades it acts more practical so I wouldn't necessarily say it acts like Saturn or acts like um, a particular planet but it does act more like Virgo which is the opposite sign to Pisces 
the sign that Neptune rules. So um, when it retrogrades, it's much clearer. So um, maybe you could say that it acts more like the sign before, which is Uranus or Aquarius, which is very clarifying. So um, I, I guess what I should say is that a lot of the way I describe the planets or the transits and how we can integrate the energies is based on observation on my part in a great deal. Um, I've always studied energy as I, as it relates to my life and how people behave and how I interpret energy as it comes through, which can be emotion or just analysis of behavior. So that's honestly how I become a really good intuitive astrologer. Um, I also have a plethora of books that I study and read. So if you're wondering where I get the information, that's, that's how I get the information, both intuition, observation, and um, practical reading. So what I want to talk about today is the energy of Gemini and what's transiting through that part of the sky. Because I am definitely feeling the energy of Gemini. I would assume other people are. Um, it is an interesting energy. And um, I would also add that the people who have the Uranus-Pluto conjunction in their charts, which are from 60 to 65, are also feeling this. Um, and probably the people with Pluto and Sagittarius, which kind of come up on the millennium. So anyone probably in the 90s. And that actually is going to be part of the subject of next week's show, which I'm going to talk about the generations as it relates to Pluto and Neptune and uh, the slower moving planets and how that affects us. So I actually uh, scheduled that a couple weeks in advance because it's something I definitely want to talk about. And um, so we're going to go over that next week. But anyway, so Gemini is ruled by Mercury and Mercury. And I will tip my hat to the people who listen to me a long time. I appreciate you. And I apologize if this is repetitive. I'm trying every week. I really try to add a new dimension or another wrinkle or some intuitive insight to the information that may be repetitive for those who listen, you know, over two or three or four years, because I don't want it to get boring and I don't want it to get stale. And I want you to always continue to learn and grow, which honestly, ironically is the energy of Gemini. So um, it is also the energy of Virgo since they share the co-ruler of Mercury. So Mercury is the messenger of the gods. That is the, mythology assigned to the energy of Mercury. But when I think of Mercury, I think of the element, which is a liquid mirror substance that moves around and whenever is touched, moves aside. It does not stay put. It is liquid. It is fluid. And it wants to continually shift and change like a liquid. So the difference is that it expresses in the sign of Gemini as air. So that means that there's always information. And I should say, of course, the air energy rules more intellect and neurons because the neurons are electrical synapses. And correct me if I'm wrong. I think I got my uh, high school science right on that. But um, Mercury being that unpredictable energy in air, which is communication and thought, that's what we experience. 
And um, yes, he is the trickster. I'm putting that in quotes, trickster. That is the mythology, or not mythology, I would say archetype of Mercury, that he in Gemini can be unpredictable, but can also be a little impish. And it's funny because I've mentioned this multiple times. My daughter has Jupiter in Gemini, and she definitely has this like little mischievous personality at times that comes out of her. And she's really being lit up by the Gemini energy right now, which falls in her house of career. And uh, so, and education is really important. She's going off to see her college today and do an orientation. And she's going on a road trip, which is Gemini. And she's going to an educational institution, which is Gemini. So we see this. And then we also have the opposite, Jupiter and Sagittarius, which is reinforcing that on the larger scale. So um, the Gemini energy is really kind of clarifying on a personal level, as Uranus may clarify on a broad scale. So the thing with Gemini is it doesn't tend to be personal it's not um, it's personal in a sense of what can I gain intellectually from a person but not warm and fuzzy so mercury is much more scientific and analytical so if you approach a Gemini from an analytical standpoint and don't expect out of the gate now I'm not saying that there aren't other planets in a Gemini's chart that can actually add to the warm fuzzies. But in and of itself, Gemini is very left-brained. Um, and I know this is, this is really hard for me. So it's, it's really interesting, the dichotomy, because left brain is more creative and liberal. Right brain is conservative. And no, right, it's the opposite. That's where I'm getting confused. Left brain is practical. Right brain is creative and it's the opposite when you talk politics so if i get confused please follow along i apologize um but that's how a gemini mind can work that's how a virgo mind can work anything with mercury influencing your your synapses are like firing all the time so you've got the little hamster wheel going on in your head all the time so currently we have uh, sun at 13 degrees Gemini, moon at 29. So for some reason, and I don't know why it is, but it just seems that lately the moon is always changing signs close to when I'm giving my show. And today is no different, 1217. So within an hour of this show, it goes into Cancer. And let me see here. Mercury enters Cancer at 4.05 p.m. So today, both the moon and Mercury change signs. So part of the reason I wanted to talk about these planets is because they're all going through Gemini, and they've been in Gemini for a month or two. And I'll just go back here real quick and see. Yeah, we've had Mars in Gemini since April. And then Mars moved into Cancer, but then we had, um, let's see, we had Mercury move in in May. And I think there was another one. Was there another one? Yeah, I guess Mars was Mars was April, Mercury was May, Venus is June as of the 10th, and so, or actually I think it's the 9th, it's always one day before they put it on this table, so it's a lot of energy in Gemini, and we, we will be experiencing it for a good portion of spring and into summer, and so as these planets, the close-in planets, so sun, moon, well, moon goes so fast through signs. 
it does move with the sun for a very small amount of time and he is or she excuse me she is right there next to the sun and mercury but venus mercury and the sun tend to cluster more um and and spend more time together because they're quicker moving and they have a similar orb you know just a little bit off but they tend to stay close so um i also want to tell you that when and i guess it's a lot this is why i'm sharing it when I tell someone, oh, you've got some Virgo in you or whatever planet, whatever sign, you've got this or that in you. I'm like, oh, no, I'm a Leo. Yes, but if you're a Leo, chances are Mercury or Venus are in one of the signs on either side of that sign. And it's the same for any sign. So even though you act ego-wise like this one sign, like you identify as a sign, other influences are there on the other sides of you. And so that can influence you and in how you express that energy. So uh, Mercury going into a new sign today and also the moon means that we are going from this mental clarifying, uh, dot, 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 keeping, keeping our minds busy, going fast, going quick, into cancer water. And this is going to happen also, I want to say, um, I was thinking about it today when Neptune goes into Aries. This is way down the road. But um, having this energy of uh, electrical, uh, not Aries, I'm sorry, Neptune goes into Aries and then, um, okay, I'm going to let that one go because I can't remember what the thought was from earlier. Um, Yeah, it's going to be basically, so let's get back to what I was doing. I'm sorry, this is a Gemini energy, very transient and tangential. So I apologize, but keep with me. I'm trying to slow it down, but you know how it is once I get talking about astrology, it comes in really quickly. So Mercury goes into Cancer. So it's going from flying in the air, da, 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 clear, sunny day. And now we're diving under the water and we want to hold ourselves up into the place we feel secure and the place we feel comfortable, which is the home. So if you are a sensitive person with water, um, you're going to enhance that in the next month because Mercury takes about a month to go through a sign. Now, that being said, we are not just having a month of Mercury in Cancer because Mercury gets out of Cancer, and that's the 27th of June, goes into Leo, and then promptly retrogrades on the 8th of July and goes back into Cancer for about two weeks on the 20th of July. So there is this repeat energy and I will tell you let's just look and see how far back uh, okay so it goes direct on the 20 at 23 degrees of cancer so that will be the 20th of June which is when Mercury goes into the shadow period so for about two and a half weeks we've got straight out doing things you know making the house the way you need it to be and then we're going to go over an area for the next two weeks of what we're going to experience twice this year. So I'm just kind of giving you that heads up so you understand where we're heading. And then at that time, Mars is also in Cancer, and it will be at 22 degrees on the 20th when um, when the shadow period starts. So they're both going to be within a degree of each other, which is really interesting. So the shadow period starts with a Mercury-Mars conjunction. So that's what we're thinking about and where we're going. And honestly, I'm translate, translating that energy into my personal chart, which is 
where am I going to go? What am I going to do? Because I've told you I'm moving and I'm narrowing it down to sometime in August, either early August or mid-August. It's going to be a really busy month because I send my daughter off to college that same week. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, that, that energy coming in in June really wants us to clarify what we're doing around the home, how that's going to look, and um, do the tasks, Mars, that need to be done towards where we need it to be, okay? So you're going to be going into those sentimental places, into the secure places, but it's going to be um, coming up this summer. That's probably going to be a really strong uh, energy through the heat of the summer because we also have the opposition to Saturn and Pluto with Mars. And so when those two join up, they're going to be directly opposite that Saturn-Pluto conjunction. So not only is it a time of anticipation and analysis, it's going to be a time of action and probably opposition and having to deal with a parent or a boss or the system telling you you cannot do it. And that's where Saturn-Pluto retrograde are right now is they don't want to change. They don't want to move forward. They want to go back to how it was. And that's where we've been in the past, like as Saturn and Pluto were coming up, Saturn was coming up on Pluto in the last six months. Now they're both running scared the other direction. And so they are desperately holding on death grip to how things work, to the structure of the past. And so as you have that Gemini-Mars conjunction coming up, that is like I've got ideas, I have understanding, and I want to take action on it. And then that other side of us, which is the fear, the inborn fear, doesn't want to. And so you're really going to be battling that internal dialogue about I want to stay put, no, I have to go, no, I don't want to, you know, and that isn't just for me, it's for everybody, you know, that is going to be the energy of moving forward, how does that look? And so if you're thinking of changing a job, or if you've got family members doing something, going away, um, growing up, empty nest, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people listening to this are also going through this. So we've got that. Um, the sun in Gemini that's how we infuse that need to defend how we think. And so ego attached to thinking process is like, no, I've got this all figured out and you need to listen to me because that's what Gemini wants. It wants to be heard. And it's got many ideas and it needs to be heard. So if you're a Gemini, you know, you're chatty, you like to write, you like to communicate, talk on the phone, text, everything, all the means. And the moon has been there for two and a half days. So he, or he sorry, I apologize, moon, Bella Luna, female. Um, so maybe I keep saying that because Gemini is a masculine energy. And so when I see that, and it's also conjunct. So think about this, the moon and Mercury are conjunct uh, today. And so they are acting as one. They are in the exact same point in the sky. They're only 11, no, 21 degrees apart, uh, 21 minutes, excuse me. They're both at 29 degrees and 21 minutes apart. So that's pretty darn tight. And like I said, they're literally only four hours of time apart. So 
they act as one, the security and the thinking. And honestly, that does affect my life too in the same way. It's the moon, the mercury, the a cancer energy ruled by the moon, and then mercury goes into cancer. So they are really going from the initial idea into the immersion of the idea around and analyzing the home life, analyzing our relationships with our mothers, analyzing our relationships to the home we're in. Um, it's domestic security. And, you know, you get the idea. And it's changeable because the moon changes every two and a half days. That means a sign of cancer answers to that shift in the moon every two and a half days. So now Mars is answering to the moon in Gemini and will be answering basically to the moon in, in Cancer. So Mars in Cancer will be more like a true Mars in Cancer for the next two and a half days, which means action is put in the home, organization, systematizing, that's the influence of Capricorn. So let's see. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about here was Venus, Venus in Gemini. Venus is going in, like I said, um, within the week, I think, or maybe even sooner. This is what happens when you talk a lot. There you go. <laughs> you forget what, what you said. Um, so 9.37 p.m. on Saturday, Venus goes into Gemini. That's uh, Eastern. And 6.37 p.m. Pacific. And I said this before. Um, the rapidity of thought getting out of the mouth can cause stuttering when Gemini is around. So if you've been finding yourself struggling to get the words out because they're coming so fast, that's part of this influence. So having Venus go into Gemini is going from groundedness, stubbornness, not moving, can't tell me what to do, give me my time, um, desires are romantic, and practical, moving into Gemini, not so practical, um, seemingly logical, but not consistent. So your desires may be here and then there and then there, and you're going to spend time with multiple people. Venus is the goddess of love. You're going to have multiple love opportunities potentially or time with multiple friends, which Gemini is really good spending time with friends and you know, any place they can network or connect to another person is really good. So having Venus in the sign of Gemini, definitely going to be much more social um, and expansive around, like I said, love, friends, um, education. You may be going over what's going on with the educational energy and also children, uh, the combination. So early childhood education, communication, broadcasting, um, any of that. I don't want to, I could do, I could go off on a tangent and tell you about all the things that Gemini rules, but I won't do that. Um, and so then we're going to have a square and we do have an approaching square of the sun to Neptune right now. But as Venus goes into Gemini, she will also in a little over two weeks because she's a little slower than the sun through a sign. So she's going to take a little longer than two weeks. I would say um, probably 25, 26 days, she'll be squaring Neptune. So at the end of June. And Neptune right now is within a few days of squaring the sun. So probably this weekend, Neptune will be directly squaring the sun. And that is a battle between communications, like I said, thought processes, and getting it out and not wanting to be that quick. Neptune is slow. Neptune wants us to rest, wants us to sleep. 
And honestly, with Mercury having squared Neptune, the moon having squared Neptune the last day, this is the energy we're getting. If your computers are acting up and sluggish, mine is. Um, both of them actually are, but they're a little bit faster today, blessed. Uh, blessed. So, yeah, it's getting there bit by bit, but I really want to wait until the plants go into cancer, but I don't think I can. I need these working because that's my my livelihood. So if you share that same difficulty with your computers, that's why. It's a lot like a Mercury retrograde because Neptune has a bigger say. Neptune is the slower planet, and Neptune can dig its heels in. Neptune can flood the Midwest. That's where that's coming from. Um, and it's the heartland. Think about Mars and Cancer. Mars is approaching a trine to Neptune. And I've said it before, and I'll continue to beat the drum, trines are not always pleasant. Trines bring awareness to issues, and they get your attention. And then they give you benefits. But initially, it can be really difficult. So um, anyway, that's really the gist of what I wanted to say. And I know I've talked the whole show, and I've got one person waiting I had another one. I think they kind of got tired of waiting. So we'll go to this one last caller before I end the show. 561. Hi, 561. How are you? Hello. Turn off your mute. <laughs> I know. Hi. Hi. Hello. Who is this? Hi. Stacy. Hi. Hi, Stacy. I'm going to add your second set of numbers so I can tell when it's you because I don't have that on there. So. Um, how are you? What can I do for you today? I'm fine. I just wanted to see what my, you know, what's in store for me going forward, you know, general, whatever. Okay. Okay. Well, let's see if we can uh, succinctly tell you what your chart wants you to know real quick here before we end the show. Okay. So all this energy that I was talking about with Gemini falls into your fifth house and on your natal Saturn at 15 degrees Gemini. So that's in your house of creativity. So I wouldn't be surprised if you are just kind of always popping with ideas and the need to do something. You can be romantic and you can attract people that, like, you have multiple friends, and if that's not true, it's because Saturn is retrograde, you pull away. But it is part of the nature of Saturn and Gemini to be really connected to people and in the fifth house it's a leo house it's gregarious and wants to connect and wants to relate as does gemini with thought um the leo house leo connection usually means heart-to-heart conversations and gemini is more intellect to intellect so when saturn is in gemini in the fifth house it's about making a career out of something that relates through communications and heart and it's also the house of children and Gemini like I said is young children so there's a real strong connection and um, so what do you what do you do for a living I'm just curious how that's expressing if it's actually expressing that way I'm in the healthcare field healthcare okay so you're expressing more of uh, let me see your Virgo Okay, that's interesting. Um, right now, Mars is in the, house, the section of your chart that rules healthcare. So I understand that. Do you, are you considering a change of career? I want to, but then I keep being pulled back. So 
Well, you're being pulled back you know, because Saturn Saturn is retrograde right now, and Saturn does affect our career, even though it isn't necessarily in the house or even the sign of our natal Saturn. It will influence us, and so Saturn is at 19 degrees Capricorn right now, which is a trine to your natal Saturn at 15, and I believe Saturn gets back to possibly 14 before it goes direct. Let me just see how I may not go that far. No, gets back to 14 and then goes direct at 14. 13. So it will go over an exact trine to your natal Saturn, which means there, I'm not, excuse me, it's not a trine, it's an inconjunct. And an inconjunct means there is stress going on that forces you into something, and you may not be completely ready to make that change, but Jupiter is also just opposed your natal Saturn and will also go back to the opposition degree. So what's happening is you're getting kind of hit from both Jupiter transformation and Saturn wanting the structure to shift. Jupiter wants the the ideas and the growth, and Saturn wants you to shift the structure. Jupiter is probably easier to work with right now. Jupiter is retrograding back onto your natal Mercury. And so he's really changing how you think about what it is you do related to the people around your work and your career. And he's wanting you to change the group of people you hang out with to be more in alignment with the type of people you really like. Okay. You have a cluster of uh, Neptune, Venus, and Mercury in Sagittarius in your house of, um, of people from career, like your networking people and the peer groups from career can be friends, but usually they're related more to your life purpose, and they're not necessarily the same heart-to-heart connection that uh, the fifth house has usually. I mean, I, I grew up as an astrologer understanding the 11th Aquarius house to be friendship. I don't see it as a veteran astrologer of friendship. I see it as more networking and peer group, whereas the fifth house is more friendship, close-in people. So that's really a strong transit for you right now is understanding the group of people that you're hanging out with and are you getting what you need having the sun two days away from conjunct to your natal Saturn is also going to shine a light on that career and the people that are around you so if you've been really having a lot of friction from bosses or um, the situation itself now do you work for someone else or do you work alone I work alone right now Independent. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, if you're independent, then instead of attracting people in who are necessarily giving you a reflection of that energy, your mind is doing it. You you start to have thoughts that don't align with where you are, and so that's really probably more what you're experiencing is just the constant nagging that I don't want to be here doing this. I want to do something else that's more fun, more expansive. Um, I want to find a new new group of friends. I maybe want to move long distance, which I wouldn't be surprised if you're feeling that. The planet Uranus is one degree away. Yeah, Uranus is one degree off your house, a home, and family going into it, and it does retrograde in, what did I say, September? So for now, Mm -hmm. you're really feeling that push to make a change. You really want to make a change with Uranus on the cusp of home and family. And so um, there's a lot of things that are really kind of screwing it tighter in to make you take the action. But I would tell you as far as taking action, you may not do that until, let me see. Well, definitely Saturn going direct in September is going to be a release for you. But August, Jupiter going direct 
will probably be the impetus to get connected farther away from where you are. So even if you don't move until, say, the end of the year, um, you're going to have Jupiter want you to go maybe take a trip and find out where you do want to go. So that's really kind of – it will happen more after August, August 11th when Jupiter goes direct. That will be like, nope, got to go find new people, got to do that. So that's kind of what's going on right now. And also uh, Mars leaving your house of work will – let me find out when that is – will also be more of an impetus. So that happens – I think I've got that wrong. Where is it? Leo, I'm going into cancer. I need to go out of cancer. Uh, The beginning of July. So you're going to, okay. and there's also a partnership energy coming in there. If you, and I apologize, I don't really have time to get into the relationships, but if you're married, um, that's going to be more focused on the partnering with your spouse. But if you're not married, you have, well, and even if you are, you have more potential to find a partner who will help you with work. So that's coming in in July for you. Okay. Okay. Thank you. All right. Well, I appreciate the call. You're welcome. And it's good talking to you again. You have a lovely week and weekend, and I'll talk to you again sometime in your future. Bye. Thanks. You're welcome. Okay. That's the show for this week. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week to talk about the generations. Woo! Hi, this is Shelly. Thank you for joining us this week. To contact me for a private reading, go to angeliczodiac.com under the readings tab. Background music was provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com with additional music by Tracy Coriel at tracyland.com, T-R-A-C-E-Y-L-A-N-D.com. Music provided on show-by-show basis will be credited within the body of the show. For more info on my art, go to ShellyOverton.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-O-V-E-R-T-O-N.com. Merch and other astrological art can be found at AstroArt.net. To purchase my ebook, Learn Astrology, you can find it at AngelicZodiac.com, including discounts. Be sure to check back next week and subscribe through iTunes at Astro Energy Astrology Show.